everybody, welcome to Off the Cup ABQ. I'm Diana Vargas, and you are listening to the hottest, newest local talk radio for New Mexico. Off the Cup ABQ is the next level of conservative talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. Thanks for tuning in. Let's take it off the cuff. You're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ. It is radio series with Ellie4Kids.com. It's a radio series. It's happening every Thursday until election, because here's why. You worried about education? You tired of kids not graduating? Are you tired of being dead last when it comes to education? So am I. Me too. We all are. Me too. (laughs) Ellie. Hi, Dinah. It's real kind of simple. It is. And one seat could actually mean representation for any district. Yes. Because you're going to keep us informed. That's right. Yes. You're going to continue to come on the air even after this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think transparency is vital um, for parents and students to know what's going on in their school board. And so, yes, I will come back as often as you want and we'll talk and I'll let you know what's going on with the schools. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not just for my district, right? Um, There are seven districts. There are four seats open, and they are wide open right now. So this is going to be a brand new board. Brand new, which is so exciting, actually. The possibilities are endless. Yes, absolutely. So I'm very excited if we can can get some conservative voices in there. We might be able to get some things done for our kids. And that's what the whole thing is all about. It's all about our kids. Education. It is. And as I keep saying, you know, education affects every aspect of our life. And we have to start with the little ones and move it up, you know, move them out. But we need to make sure that they're graduating uh, with reading skills and math skills and writing skills. Three excellence. Yes. It's really all you need. That's right. You need to know how to write, read, and do math with excellence. It's this simple. Four seats. Well, you know, and there's they, they've got the, the Common Core curricula, which I think everybody thought was going to be really, really great. But when you really look at that curricula, it is, it's not good for our kids. It's dumbing them down. When I looked at it, and this is part of the reason why I got out of teaching and went into politics, is because I didn't feel like um, our kids were getting the highest quality education. When I looked at the standards that we had compared to the standards that we were getting, the standards with the Common Core actually lowered the bar. It lowered the standards. So fifth grade was more like fourth grade. Third right. grade was more like second grade. And these things are things that they should know in second grade before they move up to third or fourth or fifth, you know, or right. even high school. So, so standards. We have a certain level of standards that we're willing to put up with, whether it's within your own house. Uh, kids get up in the morning, they got to clean their room, they got to make their bed, they got to brush their teeth teeth they got to do all these sort these are standards right when that gets lowered everything lowers it's chaos it's chaos i've heard of people who graduated top of their class and when they went off to college someplace else because they got amazing scholarships because they were top of the class right when they went over there they set themselves they were not ready for that kind of education for that because standard for that standard mm-hmm. because the standard in New Mexico had been lowered. Yes. And it is it, it it's a shame that that's the way it is, but I you know, I mean, I could get into more politics, but I think um that the um progressives are have an agenda and they are set on dumbing down our kids. And we can't do that. 
You know, we can't. So Why would we? those kids that leave the state after they graduate are getting jobs in spite of their education, right. not because of their education. Right. And that's that's a shame. We want to keep our kids here. You know, I mean, we're all about family and, you know, you know, living next door to your mom and your right. grandma. And, you know, I mean, and that's just the way it is. That's our culture. That's what mm. we do. And, um, you know, I I'm not Hispanic. However, I am very, very much for my family. I pulled my mom and dad from Arkansas back out to New Mexico because I wanted them close. And um, Like a New Mexican. Like a New Mexican, <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, I, they're getting on in age. Uh, my dad did pass away this past June. And my condolences. My, thank you. My mom is now by herself out in Moriarty, and so it's, it's even more important that she's that close. You right. Know? It's not close enough for me, but she likes it. She likes her house, so... You know, we're going to go with that for now, but she's from the Monte. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what, what I'm trying to get at is that when your kids graduate and there's nothing for them here, they're going to leave and we don't want it. So education affects every aspect of our life. It, it affects the economy. It affects businesses. I mean, how many help wanted signs do you see now? We can't find quality people to work simple jobs simple jobs yeah so uh, you know i'm i'm not trying to d- d- to say anything bad about our students it's not the students it's not fault. them it's not their fault it's not them it, we're talking about uh the pursuit of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. you can't live Mm-mm without prosperity that's right you can't be happy you can't have a proper life we're talking about simple things simple things that all new mexicans know about you work hard for something you get something well public schools they they want everybody to go to college and that's fine for a bunch of people and go get it go grab it by the horns and take it by the horns right but at the end of the day what about the construction jobs the electricians the plumbers all of this these are honorable jobs. My dad, master are, carpenter. Yes, they are honorable jobs, and, right. they're, and they're being pushed out. They're being, you know, I mean, we don't have the 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 kids, the young people who can actually do that break, break back breaking work. Right. And um, I think it's important that if they want to be able, they want to do that. We need mechanics. We need welders. We mm-hmm. need w- construction. You know, we need people who can who can. Um, build Build things exactly (laughs) because america is about building that's right family is about building that's right and so if we don't have those those people in those jobs we're we're losing out our economy suffers from that so i mean it's so it's such a big picture one little child in school is the is the focus right right but the big pitch picture is new mexico itself right and um because we don't want that little child that little uh what do you call it like a raindrop going mm-hmm. into the big ocean mm-hmm. right like this yep. but that little raindrop we want it to stay here right yes we want it to contribute we want that child to grow up mm-hmm. to contribute to our state right and not have to feel like they need to move somewhere else to get a better job or to be safe in their homes you know we have a terrible crime rate here so that you know uh, dropouts we we will talk about a little bit today you know some dropouts um and like i was saying about the you know minimum wage so they so they see they can make 12 15 an hour at the age of 16 they go drop out of school 
and a lot of them regret it. And a lot of them, because of the quality of education, are not able to even get their GEDs because they can't pass the test. So, so I was talking to somebody who works at a fast food. Mm-hmm. It could be any fast food. It yeah. does not matter. It's all about the same. On their register? Pictures. Pictures. Because they can't read. Because it's a it, shame. It's a travesty. They, on purpose, they dropped out of school, and then they need to put them to work, so they put them in front of this register. Hi, welcome to whatever, fast food, mm-hmm. USA. Yep. Uh, what can I get for you? And it's not even this. I mean, they're just like, no. can I help you? So, What do you want? Yeah. Right? So, Pictures. Yes. For a reason. Yeah, because, because they can't read. Can't read. For one, they can't do the math. I mean, you know, you, you give them $6 and a penny because it's, you know, Five ninety six, and you say, "Give me a nickel back," and then I what? I can't right. can't do that. They can't understand that that extra penny is for the ninety six, right. right? And here's that a nickel. Math. Yeah, they can't do basic right. math. And you know, uh, Common Core that curricula is designed, I think, to confuse our children and make them fed up and not want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think it's it's very it's very difficult. I think with them. Um, to understand simple math now because right. they have to draw pictures and they have to, you right. know, move this around and move that around. No, it's one plus one is two. Right. That's it. That's it. We're done. It's as you simple know? as this. It's as simple as this. It is. So I often get confused because often there's all of these programs all, all of the time. It's like um, pre, pre, pre K, <laughs> early childhood development. They want millions of dollars to go to it. And it, every year it seems like it gets passed. I don't know if it's really every year, but we know it gets a ton of money. Right. But often that money is getting diverted to to what you call administrative fees. Right. 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 And things like this. So, you know, I often think, what does it really do for us? Right. Well, and, you know, looking at that, I almost feel like I almost feel like they want to start earlier. Right. It's more of a babysitting thing with the three year olds. Right. right? Because um, they should be with their moms. They should be with their moms. That's right. But it's almost like a babysitting thing. But it's also an indoctrination thing. I mean, we were I saw a video of a teacher who was excited about teaching her preschool class about genitalia. Eh. Yeah, I know. Sorry. But but it's happening. We don't need to do that with our three year olds. Right. Right. These are subjects. I I mean, I hate talking about them. But 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 here's the deal. We have to. Here's why. Yeah. Because it's not that it's coming. It's already here. It's already here. And and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And that's why I'm running for school board is because I want to stop it before it gets worse. Right. I want to make sure that our kids are still just learning the basics and being as in it. As innocent as they need to be. They're holding hands on the playground. That's right. Chasing boys, chasing girls. That's right. Playing in the sandbox. Exactly. uh, From the monkey bars. Well, and and they've been taking away that recess for a long time now. Right. You know, um, so they don't have the ability to go out and just play and be kids. And we need to to go back to that. Totally. We need to make sure that each child is learning in the way that they need to learn. So I'm looking at different alternatives for making sure that each student is not taught in the one size fits all category because you know what honestly one size fits all doesn't it, fit. it never works it right. never fits have we you gotta, tried to get a shirt that says one size fits all? i have i don't like it i don't like i'm i'm like is this coming in another in right, another, another size, size. <laughs> and they go like this it's one size fits all i'm like i don't like it i'm yeah. not gonna do it right that's why it's on sale right <laughs> or free 
<laughs> we'll be right back. We're with Ellie4Kids.com. Go there. Check out her platform. She's all about representation, education in, in New Mexico. If you want to rise from the bottom straight to the top, this is the lady you need to vote for. Ellie4Kids.com. Stay there. We'll be right back. Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's radio series, education series with Ellie4Kids.com. Take a look at her inspector, investigator. Here's why. Because if you want some education and actual education, not critical race theory, not pornography because they're teaching it in school. And I'm not being extreme because I'm not an extreme person. No, we'll actually talk about that a little bit in a few minutes. Welcome back. One of the parents. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Super important. Yep. So um, it's it's very interesting that we were talking just a little bit ago that there are four incumbents who are not running. So I have a theory about that, but we're, we're going to talk about that next week. Okay. Um, because I think it's tied into what we talk about with the union. There is a theory. So. There is a theory about it. And chances are, I mean, it's only rumor. Right. But likely it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are there four positions available? Because... You know, oddly, I still don't know who my school board uh, representative is. Not that I have school-aged children, but it affects property taxes. That's right. And as a property owner, it's important. So, yeah, we're talking about how education affects every aspect of our life. So if you don't even have kids in school, you're still paying school board taxes. Right. You're paying on those um, expensive bonds that keep being put out. For the kids. For the kids. And it does nothing for education. It does nothing for education. It's more about buildings and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we just need to make sure. So there's a lot, a lot that needs to be dealt with. And, um, and I plan to do that every day for the next four years, you know, or eight years or 12 or however long it takes. And as long as I'm sitting in that position, I will work tirelessly for our kids. So I live in the South Valley. I know you live in the North Valley. Correct. Now, if I was to support you Mm -hmm. in whatever way. Right. Whether it's monetarily, my vote, whatever, standing on the corner with the sign, vote for alleyforkids.com like this. Mm-hmm. It would it would benefit me. Mm-hmm. Even though you wouldn't directly be for my district, you still represent the entire, entire school district. School district. The entire once family. election, right? Right. So it doesn't matter where you live. Right. It doesn't matter what district you're in. If you want to get involved and you want to flip these seats in the spirit of faith, family, freedom. No, in the spirit of education, in the spirit of educating the children so that they graduate, number one. Number two, that they stay. Right. And number three, that there's an economy that can support them. That's right. Or they can support it. Right. Vice versa. So right. you would represent... Yes, yeah, so there's 72,000 students. There's 11,000 just in my district. And so I would not just represent those 11,000, but also 
the rest, the 72,000 total. Um, and I think it's important that people understand that, but it's important for you to know who your school board member is because if you're not getting what you need or what you want as a parent or student in your schools through the administration there, you need to go to the school board. You know, I mean, you go to your school board member and say, hey, this is happening. And now a lot of times that will fall on deaf ears with the school board that we have right now, except for one of them. And um, it falls on deaf ears. But I am committed to being an advocate for the parents and for the students, for the students and the parents and even the teachers that need help. Because there are really good teachers that are being um, ignored, that are being um, pushed under the, under this, you know, under the rug. And we need to make sure that those good teachers stay. I believe you. And we take care of those teachers that are not good for our students. You. That are just, you know, I, I was talking to somebody today who was a school board member in upstate New York. He said it was the only office that he ran for, and he won. And, you know, he said it was crazy because um, he had, they had to get rid of a 30-year teacher who was still teaching the same lessons from 30 years ago was math math doesn't change but the way that you teach your children needs to change because you, each child i think children are born a lot smarter now than they mm -hmm. were you know i mean you have to be savvy they were with the I technology mean, and everything and period, they, you know right. and so um but you have to change with the time so if we have teachers that are not teaching up to par we need to make sure that something is done about that Absolutely. and that we're not keeping those teachers um, just because you need a warm body in the classroom. Absolutely. So right. there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot that needs to be accomplished. And, and I'm all for working towards that. And you're all about building. Yes. A builder. I, Possibilities yes. are endless. What yes. do we have to lose if we're already dead last? Right. Why not take a chance? Take a risk. Right. Because all successful people take a risk. That's right. I mean, you could I'm read. Taking a risk running again. Period. You know? Right. So um, take a you risk. have to take a risk. You're right. Absolutely. Right. Possibilities are endless. Go outside of your box. Go outside of your, uh, what is standard operating procedure for you. Go outside of what is comfortable mm -hmm. and vote for something different and see what happens. That's right. So I mean, what have we got to lose? Yes. I'm not a politician. So what you see is what you get. Right. And I'm telling you the truth. I will do everything that I can to make sure our kids get the highest quality education that they deserve. Absolutely. Not just that they need, but they deserve it. Right. And they've worked hard, you know, a lot of them. And they're not getting anywhere. And we need to make sure that they are getting somewhere. And they feel, um, they feel their worth. Right. Because they are worth it. And they're worth, right. to me, they are worth every waking minute to do this absolutely so i just want to paint everybody a little picture so inside this studio we have a parent from yes. aps he's not going to come on until after the break we're waiting for his daughter and his wife right come to the studio yeah because we want to talk about the circumstances right the reality of circumstances so what are the circumstances that this family is right. dealing with and i remember episode one or part one you said that we were going to involve parents Mm -hmm. that we, we were going to involve students. Mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing right here before you're even elected. That's right. Before that's right. you're even elected. That's right. And I've been talking to a lot of students. You know, um, I had, I think I told you, I had a group of boys that I was talking to. I was, I was chaperoning a dance. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I just stopped them. I said, hey, what do you want in a school board member? And they said, well, we want somebody who will listen. 
And it's not just the students that want you to listen. It's the parents that want you to listen and those teachers that need the help. Right. You know, I mean, I know there are, are teachers that <clears throat> have gone to the school board member um, for their district mm -hmm. and have not been given what they need, the resources that they need. I want to make sure that the circumstances of the reality of circumstances mm -hmm. for the families um, isn't a bad reality for right. them. Right, we want a good reality. That it's not the pit of despair. Right, right. That it's about rising to the top of the agenda and that all things are possible. That's right. That's right. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Right. Why would we not vote in something, well, someone that, that might be able to change this mindset, this course, this dreadful course that we're on? That's right. That's you, Allie. Fourkids.com. Period. End of story. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to, um, I can say your name, right, Orlando. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to talking to Orlando because um, he has some interesting things that are going on, right? And he doesn't even know who his school board member is, and right. I don't want that to happen with my district or with APS at all. Right. I, I am committed, and I, I keep saying this. I will answer every telephone call. I will answer every email that I get. It may take me a little bit of time if there's a lot, but I will get to it. And, and that's so your word. That that is my word. That's your word. My word is my bond. That's I will it. do it. I will do that's it. it. I believe you. So, um, I believe and I you. want, I want the, the reality, uh, for our kids not to have to come home and say, you know, um, mom, I, I was, or dad, dad, dad's involved. That's awesome. Um, they were telling me this at school today. What do you, what do you, you know, what do you think about that? Sometimes kids won't even tell their parents what they're learning. Right. right? So parents is, sometimes uh, parents don't ask. And I was just going to say, as parents, we need to be asking what happened in school today. What, you know, I know when I was growing up, it was a big deal for us to make sure because my dad made sure he had three jobs. So I'm white. I'm not privileged. My dad worked three jobs mm -hmm. so my mom could stay home with us. Right. And so that we could have the clothes and the food and whatever we needed. Six kids. Right. And, um, but it was, but it was important to him that we all sat down t together at dinner, right. you know, at least five times a week, if right. not all seven. Yeah. The weekends we're going to order pizza. We're going to watch some TV and, right. and you might get to have a friend over or something but like that this. Was the best part right. of my day was sitting right. down and talking to my brothers and sisters and my dad and my mom and, you know, them asking us one by one, what happened in school today? You know, right. Don't. You know, my dad would always look because I'm I'm not a liar, and he would know if I was telling oh, him the yeah. truth or not. You we know, all parents do. know. Right. Yeah, so he would look at me and say, "Okay, tell me the truth. What happened?" And I would tell him, and he's like, "Well, that's you know, we're going to take care of that." Or that's great. You know, I'm right. really proud of right. you. So how can I support you? Exactly. And so I think it's important that parents are involved in their children's education. I want to help them be able to do that. We need to get the PTAs back. We need to get PTOs going. Right. Whatever it is, I've heard that there are at least five schools that I've been in contact with through someone right. where there are no PTAs. Nothing. Right. No parent teacher. Parents aren't allowed on campus half the time anymore. And that's not good. We need our parents in the classroom to know what's going on with their student, to volunteer. Right. I'll make copies. I'll do that for you. I'll help the teacher out. Right. You know, so we need that to happen again. And it's it's just not. It's, you know, it's falling apart. Right. We've got to fix it. Right. Absolutely. I, I, um, I went to Alamosa Elementary School and my mother routinely volunteered. 
and she would eventually be an educator, but not until all of us were, you know, in, in middle school or elementary, whatever. But she was able to stay home, be a mom and all of these kinds of things. But the teachers welcomed yep. parents to come into the classroom because yep. guess what? That's help they don't have. You <laughs> it's know? help they do not have. Hey, I need you to go down over here to the workroom and make 20 copies of this or whatever it happened to be. Right. So this was my mom always volunteering or she would sign up to sell a popcorn, mm -hmm. you know, during mm -hmm. recess or something like this. And then uh, when we were all in school, she, you know, then then she got a, a full-time job. Mm -hmm. But other than that, she was always involved. And I get that, that today families don't have that luxury and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But at home, we should be, what happened in school today? What's going on? That's what are right. your teachers' names? Uh, teachers right. ought to know who the parents are. That's right. Because that is only going to give them uh, a hand up. Right. Because nobody Absolutely. needs a hand out. That's right. Hand up, right? So we got to take a quick break because we got a really important guest. He is um, a father of APS students, public educated children were you publicly educated he was publicly educated in the albuquerque public school systems there you go we got generations here of the albuquerque public oh, schools and he's a great advocate for he's his children so that's a great good advocate yep so don't go anywhere this next segment is going to well it's going to be one for the record so we'll be right back you're listening to off the cuff abq 96.9 fm 700 am monday through friday on thursdays up until the school board election we have le4kids.com it is our education series and we are on part three and we have two more two more yep. series to go before election you don't want to miss this stay there don't go anywhere Hello, New Mexico. This is Mario Montoya with Casa Montoya Realty. When it comes to buying or selling real estate, you need professionals that can guide and educate you through the transaction process. Casa Montoya Realty provides realtors that assist from start to finish, making sure that your real estate transaction is as smooth as possible. As the exclusive Homes for Heroes brokerage in Albuquerque, we are here to give back to our hero buyers and sellers. Call 505-681-3125 or email mario at casamontoyarealty.com to register and for more more information. ABQ Guns is the only women veteran-owned firearm store and has the largest blue label store in New Mexico offering special pricing for first responders and military. ABQ Guns carries Sig Sauer, Glock, CZUSA, FNUSA, and Smith & Wesson with non-inflated pricing. Visit us at abqguns.com. ABQ Guns has the best customer service in New Mexico. Mention Off the Cuff and receive a 5% discount on all accessory items. Visit us at abqguns.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's Radio Series Part 3, our public education in New Mexico series with le4kids.com. Hello. Hello. Just a quick quote. If a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects that never was and never will be thomas jefferson mm -hmm. education is a big part of being free yes. it's a big part of the freedom it's a, it, it it's exactly part of 
in, in, in the spirit of faith, family, freedom, in the pursuit of happiness, in the pursuit of prosperity, because this is it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to not be educated. Nobody not wants to know how to read. Nobody not wants to know how to add. Because if you can't add, you, I mean, there's not, you'll never win the game. Right. Because you won't even know how it's played. You won't even be able to read the rules of the game. So education, New Mexico is dead last. Alleyforkids.com is looking. She's not .com. I say that so that you remember to go to the website. <laughs> Alleyforkids.com. It could be number four or you spell it out, right. F-O-R. It's Alleyforkids.com. She's looking to change that seat, flip that seat. There are four seats available. Right. And right now you have an opportunity in New Mexico and Albuquerque, New Mexico, to flip that seat in the spirit of faith, family, freedom, and education. the education of our children. Right. In studio today we have a father. Orlando. And we have a student. M. We're going to call her M. We're going to call her M. Because we know how it works. That's right. Because we understand what the math looks like. That's right. Right? Absolutely. Welcome back, Ellie. Thank you. Yes. Glad to be here. Uh, Orlando, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. You are a father of how many children? I have three. Three children. Three children. Um, how many boys? How many girls? Two boys, one girl. Oh. So you... <laughs> you're, you're the, the prince. You're the daddy's girl, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have a good dad? Yes. He's yes. amazing. Yeah. What does he do for you? A lot. A lot. He's there for you? Yeah, all the time. Supports you? Like in, in, in your endeavors? Mm -hmm. Whether you want to be in sports or whatever? Yep, as long as we do everything we're supposed to do. Right. There you go. Right, because discipline's important, right? Mm -hmm. Right, because we all know what a spoiled child looks like. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're in high school? Yes, 11th grade. 11th grade. She still looks so innocent. What do you I think? I know. I thought 13, but no. She's, right. she's, she's a good a young, age. She's, she's a, a young, young lady. adult. Yes. Right, right. Young lady. right. So we were talking a little bit about that, about, you know, being a young adult. And Em was telling me about one of the books she has to read in literature. So this, we're going to talk a little bit about the reality of circumstances. Right. So um, our, I, evidently, our teachers are not teaching with classics so they're not getting that classic literature um that teaches us good principles and morals like les miserables right, right? have you ever right. read that book no never heard of it have you no okay so that's something that you know is missing from our literature shakespeare right. you know all of the old classics that teach us um, three blind mice right <laughs> seriously <laughs> You know, where's where's Wuthering Heights right. and, you know, and the the essays that go with that. But um, so you, you were telling me that your your teacher is having you read. Why don't you explain that to us? What's the name of the book? And the, the book is called like Water for Chocolate. It's like a romance mm -hmm. in but it's very sexualized. OK, so and then you you told me that your your teacher was having you write an essay uh, or just a question. The about question. And what did he want you to do with that? So what was going on in the book is this girl, she is in love with her sister's husband. The mom didn't let her marry her, so the sister has her. Okay. The sister had to marry him. Yeah. yeah and so she, the guy, his name is Pedro in the book, he had brought her flowers, and the mom told her to throw them away. And she said no, and she made these rose court things and mm -hmm. like it's, it's like a symbolizing of something so like she bled into the 
soup that she made. Oh, interesting. And it like weird. She fed it to her family, and it made them all feel different things. Mm. Like one was feeling lust, and one was feeling mad, and the sister that was married to the husband was feeling sick, and hmm. yeah. So it's weird. It's yeah. it's very different. But you had to write down. Uh, answers to the question and the teacher said something like you have to write down what all of those were feeling even if it's inappropriate yeah, he said in pacific pacific Specific. wording write exactly what they were feeling and so and and he did say to you even if it's inappropriate yeah. he wants to read what you had to say yep so interesting unbelievable and, and unbelievable exactly and yeah. so when you found this out orlando I um I reached out to the principal and emailed her and let her know, you know, the way my child is feeling and uncomfortable in her class along with a few other of the, the mm-hmm. girls in her class that were feeling uncomfortable with this and reached out. The principal says she was going to investigate it and I'm still waiting for a response and investigation to see what's going on with it because till this day we're s- she's still reading the book. Nothing's yeah. been done. So, and that's uh, because it's a requirement of the class. She has to do it. But you're very uncomfortable with it, aren't you? Yeah, I haven't read the book. Like, I stopped at chapter three, and he said we're going to have, like, some test on all six chapters. But I hadn't brought my book. It's still sitting on my dad's desk. Okay, so you, you, you quit reading it because it was making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so, so, Nina, why are we doing this to our kids? Well, and then why, I, why does she have to go to seriously. an adult man seriously. to talk about these feelings that she should be talking to parents about? Thank God she has her father to go, right. to go to that man. And advocate. Because that man has the, uh, his daughter's best interest. That's right. My so child. It's your child. That's right. Period. End of story. That's right. So here's this at the end of the day. Even if most people were to read this book, adults, mm-hmm. they're like, it's just sort of this romantic book and it's just sort of fairy tale and and all of this stuff. Okay, I'll take that. But why are we teaching children this? And then to be so broad. Right. And then to say, even if it is inappropriate, which could be perverted, even mm-hmm. if it's perverted, mm-hmm. I want to know what you're thinking. Right. Why? Why? Why are we doing that why? to our students? Why are we doing that to our children? To right. young ladies. So here we have a father who is an advocate for his children, not just for his daughter, but for his sons as well. Right. Right. And so tell us a little bit, Orlando, you told me that you're not allowed on any APS property any longer. I've had two incidences to where I've been 86 from APS properties because I've advocated for my children and, you know, not being comfortable, not liking what's going on from the teachers running late, asking me why I'm dropping my child off late to school. And I've asked them, you know, well, maybe if you took more consideration to running your bus stops and the kids weren't doing drugs and fighting and gangs and having all this and you have more supervision, I wouldn't have to take my child to right. the school. And, and then maybe be a little be bit little late. late. And yeah, they right. want to write you up and tell you your child's tardy and then all these tardies and everything's going on. And it's like, we have all this student parking. That's why we voted on all this, these schools being built and the parking lots and right. for the kids, know, for the kids. Mm-hmm. So we can make sure that we have a good flow, make sure they're there on time, make sure right. they're getting the proper education that they need. And the principals, you know, just, want to cut it off you know they mm-hmm. said that this isn't your parking lot no more and it's like right. you know we voted for that we put right, that, that right, that's our, right. we paid for that it's parking my house lot, you know right. and in all the schools that you go to avery psg school you go to they have a big plaque right there this is your school parent school mm-hmm. you know and but it's they're not, not even we have, to like that. we have to make if we want to get engaged with our child or see or see what's going on in the class we have to make an appointment we're no longer allowed to just walk in 
go sit with our child or anything. We have to make a 24-hour notice appointment so that way the teacher could be aware to make sure she has time for it. So that way everyone's prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's the big word. So yeah. when I was teaching, I made sure that my, my parents knew that they could walk in anytime. I made that open to them, and I think that's what teachers need to do. I mean, if you're ashamed of what you're teaching or you're trying to hide what you're teaching and you don't want the parents there to see that or to hear what you're teaching, there's a problem. Right. So it needs to be open where any parent can walk in at any time Whenever and they sit want. down and watch mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, I had parents come who would just come in, sit down, watch me teach, and leave, you know, right. and then call me later. Yeah, it was a good job or, you know, hmm. Never had that because, you right. know, I right. did what was right. I like to do what is right. And that's why I wasn't afraid to have any parents come in and see what I was teaching because I was teaching them science. That's right. what they needed to, to right. learn, right? Right. So, and then, you know, I, I had, because I was teaching biology, I had students that would ask very inappropriate questions. And I was like shocked because right. I'm like, how do you even know about that? You're mm-hmm. 12 years old, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, you really need to talk to your mom and dad about that. And, um, you know, if your parents want to come in and sit down with me and talk to you about that, I'm happy to do that. So I think that as a teacher, we need, teachers need to be open to the parents because the parents have to be involved in their child's education. They have to know, you know, what's going on. I I feel very, very strongly about that. And um, as a school board member, I will make sure that if Orlando called me and there was a problem, I would be there at that school going, what's going on? Right, with him. You know, with him, exactly. Especially in, in a case like this where we have a student uncomfortable to read the contents yes of her curricula yes or of the teacher's curricula i mean what is all of that about and again maybe it might be the right flavor for some people but it's not in the proper place in school thing right so why are we teaching students um who are at different levels of development i don't care how old you are mentally physically, physically sexually all of that why are we they we teaching them a one size fits all we mm. talked about that just a little bit ago no one likes it no one likes one size fits all and i don't like it for our it's kids. an ugly t-shirt so yeah <laughs> one size fits all is the ugliest t-shirt. t-shirt in the world That's right. come on so you know something i I um, I actually got dinged on as, um, and I say ding, you know, off of my little record, right. you know, when they're checking you off. Like they're going to criticize you. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I got dinged for is that I would let my students, because I was a special education teacher, and I did realize that those students actually learn differently. I would give them their lesson. I would say, this is how we're going to go about it. You get with him. You guys go sit over there on the floor if you want to. Okay. So I had pillows around my room. Eight to ten kids, so it was a little bit easier to do it that way, um, even though they were some pretty tough kids. But we would sit in a circle on the floor and talk. I would get on the floor with them. I actually ended up getting older, so I had a low <laughs> chair, you know, to the ground. Right, because it happens to us. Oh, yeah. To the best <laughs> so, of us. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really about building a relationship with those kids and understanding where they are and what they need to accomplish. And so I don't want to get into that whole thing, but um, if I know that she's uncomfortable, I would probably give her a different assignment. I probably wouldn't be teaching that in the first place. Period. But, right, you know. Right. But if that was the case, then alternative. Right. Let's say the entire class is completely okay with it and so are their parents. But you got one, maybe two, or one. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I understand. Here's an alternative. Right. Same kind of book, same kind of, um, you know, uh, quality, not quality, but... Um, same genre. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Something different, but the same, same right. kind of work so that the grading could be along the same balance. Right. right? So I know you just for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Very little. She's always respectful. Mm -hmm. She's always in the presence of, of either her mother. Her mother's outside in the car. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is this family. Yeah. Mother's outside in the car because she said... <laughs> They didn't give me the right time and blah, 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 but I'm here. And I'm going to sit in the car because I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own thing right now. But she's here. Right. Daughter's inside and then father's right here that's advocating. Right. Well, and you know, that's amazing to me. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud to know. And I've, I've met another father who is advocating for his son because he can't wear a mask. Right. And they're making him wear a mask in school. And right. so he's been advocating for his son. And doing an amazing job. So he's got some of the same issues you do. They don't want him on the property. It's private property. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be here, that kind of thing. And, and it's a shame that that has to happen, you know, right. that, that there's not this, this openness for parents to come and say what they need to say for their child. Because you know? if they are, you're going to be. <clears throat> and it's like me when I ended up having to do legal finances. I had yep. to pull $4,000 out of my pocket. Then they're going to call security. Myself, just security. So security. Escort you yep. off the property. That's mm -hmm. right. And all of a sudden you're an extremist. Mm -hmm. Right. You're a threat. And you're no longer welcome here. Yep. Just because you're voicing your concern for your child's safety. For your daughter. For your child's education. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not just for my child. You know, I've always spoke up for the teachers as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm here to help you guys. You're teaching my child. You're the second home for my child if you're having issues with my child let me know so i can help get that situation fixed right they're there seven one third yeah. almost one third of their day is spent at they're school doing the things that i can't do for my child right because i have to financially support our family make sure that we have a roof over it make sure that we have the things that we need so we depend on these educators to make sure that they teach our kids the proper values of life mm -hmm. That's and right. when you're being locked out and you're having to pull finances and you're having to be kicked off and you're having to climb fences just to make sure you can see a principal it's it's getting out of climbing hand. fences to see a principal <laughs> yeah literally that's not the title of this show i don't know what it is <laughs> climbing <laughs> fences to see a principal right amazing so this amazing. is not a unique story no i don't think it is i, I mean think it's, it's happening not, all over yep you know more parents i talk to uh the more they're disenfranchised disenchanted you know there there are a lot of people i mean um tony d mm -hmm. was talking about you know pulling her kid out she doesn't know what to do right now right so um what what are the alternatives well you've got charter schools and you've got homeschool and um but for a lot of parents there is no alternative right. you know you can't get into a charter school very easily mm -hmm. sometimes and um homeschooling is just not an option for some people you know, I mean, you don't have the resources to stay at home, you know, so a public education is important. You know, having the ability to go to a public school is important for a lot of families, but it's also important that we get a high quality education and we're just not doing it here. Right. Just not doing it. We're always dead last. Dead last. Always dead last. We second, last, and, third, you know, fourth, fifth to, to the last, still last well like i said before you know aps board was like really excited that the graduation rate went up by two 
and it's still below the national average. I mean, Way we're below. still, so what? So what, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit. What, what would New Mexico look like in terms of where we stand on education if we took APS out of the picture? Because APS is the biggest school district. We're like 34th biggest in the nation, so it's huge. Um, 72,000. When I left six years ago, there were 94,000. So we've lost a lot of students in right. the last five years. And 5,000 of those were just in the last year due to right. COVID. Now, we don't know where those kids went. Do we right. know if they're homeschooled, if they just dropped out, if they moved out of the state? Don't homeless. really know. If they're homeless. Human smuggling, you know? trafficking, what? We don't know. We don't know. And that, to me, is a travesty. We don't know where our students are. Right. Um, I mean, there was the incident of a young man uh, down in the southern part of the state, Hobbs, who committed suicide due to the COVID. Right. And um, very, very sad. Our governor sent a letter or PED sent a letter saying your son has been truant. Where is he? He's dead. You know, I mean, and so why why are they not keeping track? Yeah, he's in it's a cemetery. Big. It's big. It's right. it's very big. And it we that's just something that needs to be working. There's so much. Right. So much that needs so to much be work done. So much work to be done. Yeah, that's and, right. And 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 it it's now or never. I agree. It's now or it's never. There will be no other time quite like now. We got four seats available. They are open. Mm-hmm. You got to look at the candidate. You got to ask them. What would you ask a candidate? Parent Am I going to be able to trust you with my child? Sending them to school every day, knowing that I'm going to, they're your responsibility from that time they walk out the door to the time they return back to my house. And I tear up as I ask this because it's a sincere question that, you know, I would love to have that support. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's um, sad, Orlando. <laughs> over here tearing up. It's a moment. It's always so a moment in the box. It's, you know, I mean, it, it is sad. And yes, you know, I will do everything that I can because it's all about our kids. It's about them. It, you know, I mean, it, it's absolutely about them. And, and so many people have gotten so off track for so long Mm -hmm. that for you to ask a question like that, I'm going to tell you, yes, you can trust your child with me because I will make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to make sure her education is special for her. And that's, that's where we need to be. That's where we need to go. And, you know, like I said, there's so many people that have been there for so long. And honestly, I'm, I'm glad that it's going to be a brand new board. We're going to have four brand new board members. And, you know, I just pray that we um, have the people in there that can make the change that needs to be changed so that this reality of their circumstances isn't what it is. This is a reality of circumstances and it's not unique. If you find yourself in this position, if you find yourself unaware as a parent, if you find yourself completely lost as a student, you are not alone. It is, it, it is going to be a moment in this nation, in the great state of New Mexico, about we the people, because there's nothing stronger than a whole bunch of people applying pressure to a government board, a government agency, because they're supposed to represent us, at least that's what they they taught us. Mm-hmm. No, that's what the Constitution of the United States says. We gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, stay there.
everybody welcome back to off the cuff abq it is our radio series for new mexico education we have ellieforkids.com she is running for district three we have a parent named orlando who advocates for his daughter daily all of his children and even other children and then we have m who's a beautiful child she's a sophomore junior. oh junior getting that's close. big you're getting close baby you're <laughs> so getting close, close. And then, of course, the wonderful candidate, oh, Ellie Inaga for District 3. She's running for office, looking to change and be the voice of children. That's right. Uh, because most people just want to be heard. Yeah. So we asked Orlando what he would ask of a school board member. So I'm going to ask the same question to M. What would you say or ask of a school board member? I would ask for a school board member to understand the students and just be our voice okay so. so you want us to speak up for you yes and listen to what you have to say one of the things that i really feel is very important that we're not doing is helping children to value their worth as right. a boy as a girl right. as who they are and um and i would love to see that for you em is to see you know what your worth is because right now you're just priceless to me <laughs> and thank you so much for being here and talking with us right what is your worth um I've never had that question before. Um, I would say priceless. There you go. <laughs> That's Don't right. get no better than that. That's right. So you were saying during the break, Orlando, that everything you've asked of her, she's done. Everything I've asked for my daughter, she's done. She's done that and above. Mm -hmm. You know, she's really impressed me and her mother. You know, she's always been that leading example. She has older brother, but she's the one that's been the leader, taking charge of the pack right. and showing them that responsibility. And it's like I said, you know, behind every, behind every smart, smart A daughter that there is, there's always that dad as well. Oh that's yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Look at him. Tell you, very independent. She's very, you know. So, I re I remember when I was in school and I'm, you know, my sister was not good at math. I'm not good at math. I have like numbers in my head all the time so right, I have to right. change gears and and then right. go okay add add Alex, equals add. eight right and, <laughs> like, no, and so my dad had a little bit of a hard time because my sister's very different than mm -hmm. I am both of my sisters are and um and I can remember him saying yes you will use algebra <laughs> no <laughs> okay but you do you <laughs> but know you do. but, you, but do. you do yeah and so I mean it's just important that we know the basics so that we can you know get to foundation. those things that's right we need that foundation and you know i don't feel like our students are getting the basics i mean we lost right. a whole year didn't you feel like you lost a whole year yes i still when people ask me what grade i'm in i still say nine <laughs> <laughs> and so, then now she's yeah. a senior no, just kidding junior. yeah <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm just yeah, being yeah. extreme you know <laughs> i don't know math either i was educated by the albuquerque public school systems right. they got two ivory towers i've always thought they've been too big yeah so I think when they got in there, just as a side note, they were supposed to rent out half of it, but they went ahead and filled it up mm -hmm. with administration. And I think we're a little top heavy. That's something that needs to be looked at. Right. So, I mean, where's that money going? Budget absolutely has to be looked at. You know, I was right. looking at the budget. It's over 578 pages, almost 600 pages. The audit that they do is uh, over a thousand pages. It takes a year in advance for them to get that budget done. Wow. And, um, that needs to be pared down it's so big we can't even look at the current year right with current conditions such as covid because covid right. was new right so so whatever the budget is was for a good year right yeah 
So where is that money going? We've got to right. make sure that the money is going to the student, that they have the resources that they need, going to the, the classroom, uh, that the teachers have what they need. I know as a teacher I spent a lot of money every year, um, at least one year because I was teaching science to eighth graders um, over $1,000 in just supplies for my classroom buying my own hydrogen peroxide and cotton balls and whatever we needed right. for experiments, I was buying a lot of that. Right. Because the money wasn't going to the science department. Right. The books were from 1995. Science changes way more than literature. Right. right? So, um, yeah. So yeah. we need to make sure that, that the right amount of money is going to the right places. There's programs that are working great. Put more money into it. There are programs that aren't. Take about. Get rid of them. Right. Make sure we're doing whatever we can to give our kids the quality education they Absolutely. deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one program they took out is the Title I program. Mm -hmm. That's a program that should have never been taken out. Mm -hmm. No child should be left behind and not being able to read. That's right. I brought that up to the principal, and the principal said, I explained, I was like, it's helping my child. Why would you guys stop it? Well, it's just helping one child. So it's not worth the, fu the, the funding that we have. So we dispersed the budget elsewhere to other teachers so they mm -hmm. could take an extra 30 40 minutes to teach the child to read but they're not specialized in reading right and now my child that my youngest child is left behind because we're having a lot more issues with getting his reading brought up mm -hmm. and it's all the wrong programs are being taken out right right what grade is he in he's in fifth grade now fifth grade okay so yeah so there are programs that need to be dissolved uh, I, I think that we need to be teaching our kids phonics. I don't think we're teaching them phonics. Phonics teaches you the basics of words and how to sound out how to read instead of what they're pushing is sight reading. Right. Sight reading doesn't give you comprehension. She's shaking her head. Yeah. Look, right away, yeah, she's uh, like, that term agreeing. is familiar to her. I right. have no idea what you're talking about. What is that? Sight reading? Yeah. It's where you learn the whole word. Oh, and I see. you memorize what that whole word is. And so if you're not sounding out by phonics, by phonetics, mm -hmm. um, you're not really getting a, a good feel on how to read. Okay. Because if you don't, if you've never seen that word before, you're not going to be able to sound it out and figure it out and go look in a dictionary and gotcha. see what it means, right? So, um, you have something to say about that, Ann? No, I'm just, yeah, because I, I took those reading classes when I was in elementary school, and yeah, they did get taken out, yeah. and now they just tell you to look at the word and tell you what it is and right. you know it you should know it and you should know it right and that's not the way it is that's not teaching dumbing down our kids dumbing down our kids because sight reading doesn't use phonics uses both sides of your brain okay so i'm i'm a big proponent of music a big proponent of um singing while you're you know just playing an instrument singing um using cursive writing when you use that artistic side of your brain, you're, get, you're using your whole brain. You're expanding. You are expanding, right. And you are getting the full, right? So if you're just using the logical side of your brain and you're just, they just want you to use that one side because if you're cursive writing, you, you, you're using the art part right. side of your brain to write, which helps you with the letters and numbers and learning, okay? If you're using music, I don't know if you know the singer Mel Tillis, old, dead now, but he was a country western singer and he stuttered, stuttered, stuttered until he sang. He could sing, no stuttering. All day. No stuttering because he was using a different side of his brain, right? He was using that artistic side of the brain. So that, using both sides of your brain, is actually 
critical thinking. Right. Okay. So you're taking that away from our kids. They're not able to critical think, right? To think critically. So you're using just one side of the brain, which is the logical side of the brain. And sometimes it's not logical. Right. What you're learning, unless you have that other component. And so we need to bring that back, bring it back into the schools. Absolutely. You know, so, and the younger, the better. The younger, the better, because if you're not filling that sponge, and I say three-year-olds are sponges, Mm -hmm. whatever they absorb is what they will carry with them as part of Mm -hmm. their character. Mm -hmm. So if they're learning the values of the family, the faith, family, freedom, or they could be learning this critical race theory, or they could be learning this um, extremism in terms of sexual education, which is more like a how-to book just... To be clear, right. uh, it's shocking to me, and I'm not shocked by most things because right. I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was shocking to me. Um, I heard about it on a radio station. A famous host was talking about it, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Beck. So, I think you say Diana Vargas, no, but it's Diana. all cool. <laughs> we talked about it later. Stop so, <laughs> so he was talking about this. I was like, that can't be happening. He's I crazy. Know. It's crazy. Right? looked it up i looked at our ped website you go down the list everything it hooks you to healthy teen which is not healthy for your teen it hooks you to planned parenthood it hooks you all of these different programs they have are hooked up to you know these radical to me they're radical and and they're you know i mean if you're really interested in knowing what they're pushing go to stopcse.org stopcse.org and you can look it up and that's what's coming if it's not here now it will be and and like I said I'd like to sum it up by saying it's pornography for six year olds or you can simply go to le4kids.com look at the platform there are videos there it is completely disturbing and anybody in this state or anybody not being disturbed by it I would question that, Mm -hmm. but it's simply unheard of. It's too strange to believe until you look at it and you start looking and you start looking and you say, whoa, well, I didn't realize we were in the last segment. So we'll start with M something quick fading out. Thanks for having me. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Cute. Cute. Stay on it. Mr. Parent, Mr. Father, Mr. Orlando. I just want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be heard. I've been fighting this battle for over five years, and it felt like I was alone in this fight. And it's nice to know that there is support. There is ears out there, and then there is other families actually going through this. Mm -hmm. And I hope we could get it all done. I say we got your back. So I just want to say this was the reality of their circumstances. That's what we wanted to talk about today. You don't need to be climbing fences to see a principal. And um, thank you guys so much for being here and talking with me. It gives me a better idea of what what most of the parents are going through. And a lot of them are maybe too afraid to say so. So we want to change the reality of those circumstances and make it better for our students and parents. That's it. Thank you, New Mexico, for tuning in. If you're concerned about education and the problems within it, or maybe you're in that situation that you're unaware of it, Many of us were until we start looking. Start looking at your public school district. This is a place that has your children. They have your children. We ought to know what they are teaching them. We have a political problem because we have a spiritual problem. We have an absence of God and a presence of evil. Let's tell the story our way. It's time for our state and our lives to experience something new. 
We all have to make different choices individually and collectively. If in your heart you feel to find something new, there is a place for each of us. We will all fit in. Prosperity is rooted in the promise made, and a promise made is a promise kept. New Mexico must become a story of prosperity rising to the top of the agenda. New Mexico will rekindle hope where it has been lost, establish it where it never flourished, and support it when it is flickering. Log on to alleyforkids.com. Let's change the face of what education looks like, and let's take New Mexico to the top of the agenda. We'll see you tomorrow for Freestyle Friday. Wow!